A ledger security vulnerability caused abject chaos with dApps. So let's break down everything that happened. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to be in the know in all the major stories in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. So grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be ledger heavy after yesterday's craziness, but here is what's on the docket. Major dApps such as SushiSwap and Phantom were compromised due to a ledger security breach. Over $300 million in stolen crypto was sent to Bitcoin mixers in 2023. And Nodal's Click app wants to end fake news using blockchain. I know I usually cover five or six stories per episode, but this first story is major news and I wanted to unpack it carefully and fully. Right, here we go. So yesterday there was a major security issue involving one of the most trusted and renowned hardware wallet manufacturers, Ledger. I will be referencing the work of Zsun, Prashant Jar, and Derek Anderson, whose articles are linked in the show notes, as well as several crypto sleuths and cybersecurity experts. All of these resources were created throughout the day yesterday as it was unfolding. Ledger has published a timeline of the events, so let's start there. It's pretty detailed and technical in places, so I'll link to the tweet, but here is my simplified synopsis. Yesterday morning, Central European time, a former Ledger employee was the victim of a phishing attack, and the attacker gained access to their NPMJS account. This is basically a library of JavaScript code that Ledger uses. The attacker used this account to publish a malicious version of the Ledger Connect kit. Ledger Connect is a library used by many dApps and maintained by Ledger. The sliver of malicious code added would reroute funds from signed transactions on these dApps to the hacker's wallets. Ledger's teams were alerted and after the compromised version of Ledger Connect had been live for around four hours, they fixed it in around 40 minutes. So from hack to publishing to fix was less than five hours, but Ledger believes the period where the hacker could drain funds was only around two hours. Ledger coordinated with the communications protocol Wallet Connect and the rogue project was disabled. The new safe version of the Ledger Connect kit was live by late yesterday afternoon CET and the safe versions start from version 1.1.8. 1.1.5, 1.1.6 and 1.1.7 were all affected so developers need to ensure to update to the latest version. The hacker's wallet address was made visible on Chainalysis and Tether has frozen the hacker's USDT. So that was the timeline from hack and detection through to a complete fix. Just after that, I spoke to Z Sun, who had been following the story as it happened. Yeah, so it's only been a few hours after the incident. Um, but right now it's clear that uh, the incident has already wrapped up and that uh, losses are rather limited. Uh, the Ledger wallet itself was also unaffected, uh, only Ledger Connect. That said, however, uh, users who signed onto various dApps and smart contracts using Ledger Connect uh, were negatively impacted. And with technology becoming more complex, it's getting harder and harder for users to understand what contracts they are actually signing these days. So yes, the hack was pretty well contained and it could have been far worse, but there were consequences and people definitely have questions. The crypto sleuth and regular of the show, Zach XBT, originally estimated that the hacker managed to drain around $610,000, though a later investigation by Look On Chain put the number at closer to $484,000. Look On Chain showed that around 56% of the stolen funds was in Ethereum, about 4.334 ETH. I'd say this is unlikely to be the final 
final number as the inquiry is ongoing. This is, of course, a ton of money, but why wasn't it more? I know that's only a question you could ask in crypto, right? Someone makes off with half a million in two hours and we're saying few. But the hack affected some of the biggest dApps, such as Zappa, SushiSwap, Phantom, Balancer and Revoke.cash. So it could have been utterly devastating. As it was unfolding, Ledger warned, if there's a difference between the screen shown on your Ledger device and on your computer or phone screen, stop that transaction immediately. This is because, as Ledger says, the information on Ledger's screen is the only one that is definitely genuine. But why are we talking about transactions here? Well, the transaction side is important, and it was a gate that stopped the hacker from stealing an amount equivalent to the GDP of a small nation. That is, you had to sign a transaction to have been affected. Edo Ben Naton, co-founder and CEO of Blockade, told Cointelegraph as this was happening, Ledger users are not at risk if not transacting. It is not exploitable on prior approvals. Revoke.cash specifically is affected, so don't interact with it. The numbers of impacted funds is hundreds of thousands of dollars over the past two hours. Many websites are still affected and users are getting hit. There were lots of questions being asked about this hack and there still are, but there is a recurring one that I think deserves highlighting. Here's the best example of that question that I've seen. On X, Crypto Longhorn wrote, company that secures billions of dollars yet doesn't stop former employees from having access, which is one of the most basic security procedures. The Ledger CEO, Pascal Gauthier, addressed this, writing, the standard practice at Ledger is that no single person can deploy code without review by multiple parties. We have strong access controls, internal reviews, and code multi-signatures when it comes to most parts of our development. This is the case in 99% of our internal systems. Any employee who leaves the company has their access revoked from every ledger system. Gautier went on to add that this was an unfortunate isolated incident and that Ledger is working to improve their systems. So there's no satisfactory answer yet on how an ex-employee getting hacked caused so many problems for Ledger, but I think we can allow the dust to settle before we expect one. In one final related only in crypto kind of observation, several of the comments on threads about this hack, including Ledger's own timeline tweet, are accounts pretending to be Ledger called at Ledgler and so on, and they're offering reimbursement if you were affected by the hack, but you have to click a link, which is clearly phishing. It's just insanity. Anyway, that is you caught up with the Ledger debacle so far. It seems everything is secure again, but should a major development occur, we'll keep you updated. While we're discussing hacks, Ezra Regera covered a really interesting topic yesterday, and it's a little less heavy than the Ledger incident. This topic is mixers. Mixers, or to be more specific, decentralized cryptocurrency mixers in this case, are places where people can launder crypto, essentially. You put your stolen crypto in, it gets privately jumbled up with all other funds, and then you draw down the amount you want. Basically, this allows you to send the stolen funds to a new wallet, and it obscures the transactions and makes tracing these funds from hacks tremendously tremendously difficult. For a long time, there was a go-to mixer and it was called Tornado Cash. However, it was sanctioned by the United States Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control, OFAC in 2022. According to OFAC, over $7 billion in crypto assets has been laundered on Tornado Cash since 2019. While the blockchain security firm, Certic, investigated where well over $300 million from the 50 largest exploits of 2023 went. It seems that OFAC has scared hackers away from Tornado Cash. Although $108 million in stolen funds did end up in that mixer, the rest either went to Bitcoin mixers, 
stayed in the exploiter's wallet, or was moved in other ways. Joe Green, Certic's quick response team head, told Cointelegraph, the Bitcoin ecosystem hosts a variety of privacy mixes that serve both privacy-conscious users and those with nefarious intentions. While this scenario presents a challenge, it's important to recognize it as an intrinsic aspect of decentralized systems. Ezra looked into Certic's research on Bitcoin mixes and why they might be preferred to Tornado Cash. He said, with mixes like Tornado Cash, the mixer obfuscates the link between the sender and the receiver. However, the user can only withdraw the same amount they inserted into a new wallet, minus a fee. On the other hand, Bitcoin mixes allow users to deposit Bitcoin and distribute it across multiple wallets in different percentages, which further complicates tracking. This is such an interesting and complex problem for crypto, and we see it in various areas. That is, how much decentralization and anonymity is truly viable. Recently, I had a call with a friend of mine who, although they wouldn't admit it, is one of the most important builders in modern crypto and Web3. This person and I were discussing uses for blockchain and we fell onto a topic that is important to me, journalism and content creation. I mentioned that over time and by carefully engineering prompts, I have already figured out how to make AI articles that are almost indistinguishable from a real person's work. So within a year, I expect two things to happen. Firstly, everyone and their mother will be able to do what I'm doing and easily and secondly, you simply won't be able to tell what was created by AI. This led into the concern over fake news and websites pumping out AI-written, SEO-optimized articles for all sorts of purposes, even furnished with fake photographs also created by AI. If tech-minded people can't always tell, what hope do non-techie people have for differentiating between fake and real? And this is where we discussed how blockchain could play a role. Why am I telling you this? Well, Gareth Jenkinson covered a story yesterday on exactly this topic. The decentralized infrastructure network provider, Nodal, has released an app called Click, which is a blockchain-based media authentication tool. It isn't yet tackling writing, but it is a solution for photography and videography. AI image generation is absurdly realistic already, and I have seen convincing fake photographs for the war in Gaza. Needless to say, this can be dangerous. With Click, a person can capture a photo or video in the app, swipe to sign the content and authenticate it on the blockchain, and then share the verified file wherever they wish. This is potentially a crucial and invaluable use case for blockchain technology that would extend past photos and videos, but that is an excellent starting point. The Nodal CEO, Miha Antenna Benalil, said Click primarily serves photographers, citizen journalists, reporters, law enforcement, sports fans, paparazzi, and content creators. And Click is a member of the content Authenticity Initiative, CAI, which is a project led by Adobe and the Linux Foundation to create a future standard for media attestation. As we hopefully move into the next bull run, I think there'll be an increased focus on utility, so Click is an app worth knowing about. That was a heavy one, but that is it for today, so consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing, or leaving a review. Have a great weekend. Let's do this again Monday.